the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. Today's program is repeated from February, talking about bills at the Ohio State House, and these would still be ongoing, but also the Ohio primary that was to be on March 17th, but is now rescheduled for April 28th and is a mail-in primary. So if you have already early voted, you are good, but if not, be sure to contact your local Board of Elections. Let's listen in now. We're going to talk today about some of the important pro-life and pro-family bills right now at the State House, as well as key races and issues in the upcoming March 17th Ohio primary. And here to talk with me today is Barry Sheets, who's president of Principled Policy Consulting and a person who has many years of current and past political experience here in Ohio. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Barry. Well, thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, we count on and rely on your experience and knowledge about all the inside information about what's going on. But first, I'd like for you to tell people about Principled Policy Consulting. Tell us a little bit about your your firm. Well, that's uh, my company. I started it 10 years ago after working for a a couple of uh, pro-family nonprofits handling their state government relations, and I decided to go out because I wanted to be able to uh, offer services to to many of our pro-life and pro-family groups who need a presence at the state house to help navigate what's going on and to influence the passage of legislation or to block bad legislation like the sexual orientation gender identity bills that are out there. Mm-hmm. And so I formed I formed the uh, the company uh, 10 years ago, and I am the uh, president and senior consultant 
Um, and I do lobbying work uh, for pro-family causes, and I also engage in some uh, campaign activities on ballot initiatives and with certain candidates uh, advising their campaigns. Well, that's a lot. You have your plate very full. Um, I see you whenever I go down to the Ohio State House. Uh, you're always there. So sometimes I don't know how you keep up with all this, but you do, and praise God for it. Okay, so let's start into talking about some of the um, issues people need to know about the races in the upcoming Ohio primary. First of all, give us a little um, quick uh, overview of how important it is to vote and then what people can do about in the primary. Should people be voting in the primary or wait till November? Well, again, it's a question. If you believe that you want to have a say in who represents you, the primary is the place to vote. Uh, because once the primary is over with, that determines who the nominees are for each of the political parties, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, what have you. Uh, that's how you pick your nominees to carry your party's standard into the general elections in November, where you only have a choice between candidate X and candidate Y. Right. Uh, so, yes, it's very important if you are an engaged citizen or want to be an engaged citizen or feel that, the, you know, the – uh, whatever races, whether it's the state house or it's the U.S. Congress, are are going the wrong direction. The primaries are your chance to really make a statement as to who you want in there to turn that ship and point it in the right direction. Uh, once you get to the general elections, that uh, directional beacon has already been set by who is going to be standing in the general election. Right. So in the primaries, we have. The choice uh, sometimes on the Republican side, because I think we'll concentrate on that today, of course. Um, And uh, we have the choice between liberal Republicans and much more conservative pro-life and pro-family Republicans. So let's start at the top. Now, we have the presumptive nominee for president would be uh, Donald Trump. I think that people know that. But it's still important to cast your vote for him in the primary, right? Absolutely. And if I remember correctly here in Ohio, uh, there is actually going to be more than one name on the Republican ballot mm-hmm. because I believe William Weld of Massachusetts is still, even though his campaign's pretty much uh, non-existent, uh, I do believe he still actually filed paperwork in Ohio to be on the ballot as a prote- pretty much as a never-Trump protest candidate. Right. And he, uh, by, William Weld was extremely liberal on the LGBT agenda while he was in Massachusetts. So just remember that, folks, mm-hmm. when you're when you're thinking about him as a quote unquote Republican. So let's go to are we going to mention the Democratic Party at all? I think we want to spend our time on the Republicans. Is that OK with you? Um, uh, that's Eric? perfectly fine, because I'm not sure you can find a Democrat uh, in the current field mix that uh, actually doesn't adhere to 110 percent to the Democratic Party platform, which includes gay rights and abortion. Yes, right. So, I, I mean, I'm having trouble thinking that anybody who's a Christian conservative could could go that direction. But OK, so let's keep going. So there is no uh, U.S. senatorial seat up this year. Am I right about that? You are absolutely right about that. Uh, we have two U.S. senators and they each get six year terms. And so You'll have a two-year span where one Senate seat's open, then the two-year span where the next Senate seat's open, but then there's a two-year span where there are Nobody. no seats open, and this is that year. Okay. So let's move on to Congress. Now, there are a couple of very hot Republican races uh, to become the nominee for Congress. The one that stands out in my mind is the one in uh, District, I believe it's 13, where there are, I think, five Republicans, and Christina Hagen-Nemeth is one of them. Tell us about that. 
Well, yes, this is the seat that's uh, currently uh, being held by the Democrats. Um, as a matter of fact, we thought maybe the um, the, the incumbent uh, <laughs> was going to be uh, standing at some of the uh, um, debates because he was running for president. Um, mm-hmm. But Christina Higgins, I mean, we're going to talk about the Republican side. Yeah, there are five people running. Christina Higgins, a former member of the Ohio House of Representatives, uh, she was the lead sponsor on the heartbeat bill while she was in office, mm-hmm. uh, the bill which passed after she was termed out of office the next year. But Christina's been solidly pro-life, pro-family leader in Ohio, very, very young. Uh, you know, she's, she's very uh, – got her headset right, and she's running uh, to be the nominee for that very far northeast Ohio congressional district. Uh, and, and, frankly, uh, some of the folks who have jumped into that race have jumped in, uh, at, I would say, at the behest of uh, the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Because no. they, want to, they want to try to split the vote down mm-hmm. and possibly keep it from being a head-to-head with Hagan because right. she has a very strong ballot name in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, and the, the seat, just so people know, that's the one that's held now by Tim Ryan, who's a Democrat. By Tim right. Ryan, that's right. He's very— okay, I wasn't liberal. sure if we wanted to talk names or not. Oh, okay. yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of people don't know their their uh, district number, so that just keep that in mind, folks. Um, we're talking, in case you're just joining us today, folks. We're talking with Barry Sheets, who is a longtime political um, uh, person who, with much experience, down at the Ohio State House, and is president of Principled Policy Consulting. We're talking about Ohio voting because the primary is coming up March seventeenth. Um, there's early voting. I voted early um, in the in the Ohio primary, and people can vote early, can't they, in most areas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ohio is one of the states that allows early voting up to 30 days prior to the election because, you know, we have to do the early voting after we close the ability for you to uh, register to vote. So you right. can't register to vote now for the primary if you haven't already registered. What you'd be registering for would be the general election in November. Okay. But if you had already registered, yes, then early voting is open 30 days prior to the primary, which this year, because Ohio's got a, a law that during presidential election years, we tried to move up early to be one of like the Super Tuesday states, but because of uh, it mainly, I think it was the Republican Party uh, national made some rules regarding which states should and shouldn't be penalized for trying to get ahead of everybody else. We're now setting it uh, St. Patrick's Day on March yeah. 17th, the third Tuesday of the month now in March for a presidential primary election. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, OK, so I, I'm going to move on to the state house because I mm-hmm. think some of these are. Let's talk about the state Senate races um, in uh, Candace Keller. in I believe it's state Senate District Four is a wonderful candidate. What is she facing down there? Because she's in the well, that, House that, right now. OK, Senate District Four is mainly Butler County, uh, part, a little bit of Hamilton County and parts of uh, Warren County. Uh, and so that is in the far southwest. Uh, Candace, who was the sponsor of Heartbeat Bill uh, when it passed this last year, uh, has been a pro-life champion. She runs a community pregnancy center, a pregnancy resource center in Middletown, and has been the executive director there, I think, for 13 years. Um, is you know strong on Second Amendment rights. She's strong on supporting traditional family and marriage. 
and she has a three-way primary against another sitting representative, George Lang, who's from Butler County. And, and uh, George Lang has got a number of issues surrounding him regarding ethics uh, issues uh, from when he was a trustee in Butler County. And then there's another uh, Butler County trustee by the name of Lee Wong, who's also running in this race. Um, Keller is, you know, she's a very hard worker. They're doing all the right things in the district. Uh, and it would be a very big pickup in the Ohio Senate to bring a pro-life, pro-family warrior uh, who's a champion for us into the Senate, which has traditionally not been the place where we start uh, solid key pro-life yeah. and pro-family legislation. Right. We really uh, need this. We really need her to be there. She's a fine and wonderful woman and hardworking and has all the right uh all the right uh, views and that from from the Christian conservative standpoint. Absolutely. And that primary is getting brutal. Her opponent is putting out a number of mailers and flyers that actually have distorted yes. the truth uh, in this race. And, you know, and, and I'm not really surprised by that because that is a tactic of the establishment is to uh, try to twist things around and lie about someone's record because the truth just exposes how poorly suited your candidate is for the the base electorate in a Republican primary. Right. Now, let's talk about uh, 26, um, which is uh, where um, Reineke and Ackeson are going head to head. Tell us about that race. What is being billed as the most brutally contentious primary in Ohio history, uh, which is not far from the truth. Uh, Melissa Ackeson, a businesswoman who ran for the U.S. Senate nomination two years ago, is running against Bill Reineke, who is a sitting representative and a, uh, his family, he has, owns a family car dealerships up in uh, far north central Ohio around the Tiffin area. Um, this is this one's getting uh, has gotten uglier and uglier. Um, Reineke's folks have now been called out by the Toledo Blade for misrepresenting uh, news articles that they had put out regarding the race. Mm-hmm. Um, they they bought and paid for a website melissaackeson.com in order to put out negative information through that website and try to deceive voters that this is actually her website wow. and she has all these beliefs. Well, she has a, uh, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I mean, I'm well, telling you. Well, it's not even waiting to happen. I it's believe they've already happened. filed yeah. suit, right. uh, at, least, uh, at least on a couple of issues that have already come up in the campaign, which is the reason why this is one of the most brutally contentious is you actually have civil actions that are being filed against the Reineke campaign and against some of their surrogates by the Atkinson campaign because of duplicitous and mm. uh, deceitful campaign tactics. And, and we've had heard lots and lots of uh, ads on the Central Ohio radio, even on our station right here, against Melissa. And I know Melissa. Melissa is the endorsed candidate for Ohio Value Voters as well as the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. And so, um, you know, I, I think she's obviously the, the right choice there. Um, we're going to we're going to be coming up on a break real quickly here. Um, uh, the, can you quickly summarize the District 6 uh, where Niraj Antani is uh, uh, running? Yeah, that's uh, that's the in Montgomery County and Dayton area, uh, District 6. Uh, Niraj Antani is a sitting House member who has been a solid pro-life uh, advocate 
uh, during his, his couple of terms in the legislature so far. He's got a three-way primary with the establishment party backing uh, a young lady by the name of Rachel Selby uh, for the seat. And, of course, uh, the, you know, the, the establishment is lined up and getting the endorsements from okay. the, the, the outgoing senator, et cetera. Right. Uh, it's going to be a tough race, but Antoni's already knocked on 30,000 doors, oh, good. so okay. I think he's going to have a, a way to do this. Okay, good, good. Let's go with him. So we're talking with Barry Sheets. We're talking about the Ohio primary. Stay with us. We're going to go to the State House races and lots of interesting information there. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking about about the importance of your vote today. We're talking about the Ohio primary. It's on March 17th, Tuesday, March 17th. You can vote early in the primary. Um, And we're talking with Barry Sheets, who is uh, president of Principled Policy Consulting. He is a very experienced and knowledgeable uh, statehouse person, a lobbyist, and uh, for many different pro-family and pro-life organizations and causes. And we have covered um, the federal races, the state Senate race. Now let's move on, Barry, to the uh, some of the contentious races for the state house, the Ohio state house. And the one I want to focus on first is uh, District 71, which is Licking County, Newark, where Thad Claggett is running against Mark Frazier. Tell us what you know about that. Yes, well, in that race, uh, Frazier is the incumbent. He was appointed uh, by the House Republican Caucus uh, after former Representative Scott Ryan resigned to take a job in the private sector. Uh, Frazier uh, was a former Newark City Councilman, and while in Newark City Council, a a key significant uh, issue was that he voted not only voted in favor, but then publicly went out and gave media interviews regarding how wonderful it was for the city of Newark to pass the sexual orientation and gender mm-hmm. identity law. Right. Um, how transformative it would be for Newark. Well, he's got that right, but I don't think that that, and most people think that that's kind of a transformation is something we want with right. having uh, drag, you know, men in, dressed in drag going into the classrooms um, to, you know, do uh, drag queen story hours. Now, right. that was going to happen in Newark at the library, mm-hmm. but it just, Fortunately enough, the president of the library board put his foot down and said, we're not going to do this. Right. That person is Thad Claggett, who yeah. was a business owner uh, in that district and who chose to run against um, Frazier because of these issues, as well as, you know, also other issues where Claggett is a, you know, a private businessman and in construction and uh Mark Frazier has basically been in government his entire life, uh, and, and the, he believes that we need a business approach rather than a bureaucratic approach to, to handling Ohio's problems. And so this one's going to get brutal. I'm already hearing – I mean, I'm just coming in this morning, I'm like listening to the radio, and I'm hearing multiple ads coming from the party establishment trying to uh, break down Claggett's uh, reputation yeah. and his character in order to try to uh, shore off some votes from him. And, and a, little, a little inside baseball on this, Linda, mm-hmm. you don't hear these negative ads, and they don't spend this kind of money unless they've been doing polling, finding out that their preferred candidate is not doing so well in the polls. Exactly. That's when the negative ads all start coming out, is exactly. when they feel that they're behind in the polls or that the, uh, the, the opposition to their incumbent has picked up in the polls. 
uh, they'll start running the negative ads. And so this is what's happening over there in 71. And you know what? I never doubt uh, the the strong possibility that even on the Republican side, there is uh, pro-LGBT money that comes in to, to fund some of these ads because we want somebody with the insight and foresight of Thad Claggett in, in these seats because we do not want pro-homosexual um, homosexuality and gender rebellion to become civil rights at the local level. They have already in many communities, including it sounds like Newark, uh, but nor at the state level. We don't want Equality Ohio being the backer of some of our Republican candidates. So that that's that race. District 71, we strongly urge you to... Uh, to uh, endure, to vote for Thad Claggett and not Mark Frazier. Um, okay, let's move on. So I'm going to talk about some of the, um, uh, I want to talk about some of the bills down at the Ohio State House. First of all, let's talk about the new House Bill 513, the Vulnerable Child Protection Act. Let's talk about that a minute. Yeah. Well, you know, Linda, uh, one of the groups that I work with uh, to lobby for is Citizens for Community Values, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a bill that uh, you know, we've helped develop uh, with a number of, of, of interest groups, including a group called the Kelsey Coalition, and the uh, parents uh, who have uh, been dealing with the whole issue of uh, their minor children uh, experiencing gender dysphoria, which is actually a mental health issue. But then going to professionals at the children's hospitals and other places and basically being told that they're horrible parents if they don't uh, put their children immediately on puberty-blocking hormones and cross-sex hormones mm-hmm. in order to accommodate their uh, dis- their, basically their mental illness that they think that they are an opposite sex trapped in the wrong body. Right. Um, and so this bill would basically say you can't do that. You can't, you can't you push a child toward that. You can't dump uh, chemicals and pharmaceuticals into them in order to try to advance this, and you certainly can't uh, operate and take away healthy body parts from an individual like cutting the breasts off a young girl or removing the reproductive organs from a young boy in order to effectuate this sex reassignment. So this bill is um, sponsored by Ron Hood and Bill Dean, uh, two wonderful representatives. Bill Dean is running for re-election, definitely from Xenia, definitely go with Bill Dean. Uh, Ron is not, uh, he's term limited, I believe, so he's not running yes, again. Yeah, this, this is his last term of four in the legislature, and he can't, he can't, uh, he can't stand for a re-election to the seat. It's a shame because he's been mm. a champion for pro-life and yes. family causes his entire tenure at the, at the state house. Okay, one more thing. I, this is probably all we're going to have time to talk about, House Bill 413, the Personhood Act. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's one I'm very intimately involved with because I helped develop it. Yes. Um, and for the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio, it's our signature piece of legislation. And it's a legislation that basically says we're tired of regulating abortion. It's time to end abortion mm-hmm. in Ohio. Right. Uh, this bill would basically criminalize the act of abortion for a medical provider to provide an abortion, whether it's a, a surgical or a chemical abortion, and it would be connected to the state's murder statutes because it also declares that the unborn is a human person with full legal rights, uh, just like any other person walking around right now in Ohio. Right. And we uh, that's been assigned to the Criminal Justice Committee. Now, you know, Representative Hood and Representative Keller, Candace Keller, we talked about, are our key sponsors on that bill. Mm-hmm. Our problem is 
the bill was assigned to the House Criminal Justice Committee, where Candace Keller's opponent, George oh, yes. Lang, is the chairman of the committee That's and right. has not brought the bill up for hearing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, people in Butler County, uh, pay attention to that. This is he'll probably say he's pro-life. If he was pro-life, he would... Oh, oh. he's come out with billboards saying he's 100% pro-life, oh, yeah. even, though, mm. even though during the end of the last session, um, he was, the, he was the, the deciding vote to table, that is, to kill an amendment to an insurance bill that would have blocked insurance companies from paying for elective abortions. Wow. And wow. George Lang was the man who killed that amendment in mm-hmm. committee, okay. um, an amendment that even the speaker of the, the – now the speaker of the House, Larry Householder, voted in favor of, wow. of preserving to put into the bill. But George Lang was the was the swing vote, and he voted to okay. table that amendment and kill it. Okay. Well, so uh, Candace Keller is your, your choice there. Thank you, Barry. That's all the time we have. I ask people to pray for you and your efforts down at the State House on our behalf. And just remember, friends, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. And I hope you go and vote. Have a great day.